Please be advised that the following program contains explicit sexual scenes and is not intended for any listener under the age of 18 years old. You've been warned. Now grab your smelling salts and enjoy. Hello, Lady. Hello, Lady X Wound. Yes, that is me. Hello, Lady Letizia. Oh my goodness, Lady X Wound. Thank you so much for joining me for tea for the first time. It's an utter pleasure to have you here in my parlor today. Yes, I'm quite excited. Thank you for having me. Always, I always, I always love a new friend, in all the forms that friends do come. Lady mm-hmm. X Wound. How did you get your name? <laughs> so, um, my girlfriend and I, uh, Teresa, we were scrolling through the internet, looking mm. up funny names for the female genitalia. Oh. And the one axe wound just, you know, tickled both of our fancies. And thought it was... Yes, exactly. Just a little tickle. And um, I thought it just, you know, it also fit my personality as well. Yes. 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 You are <laughs> a woman who would wield an axe. Exactly. Create an axe wound. <laughs> I am quite <laughs> fond of your name. In fact, it is the entire reason I called you here today. I was looking through the social register and I saw Lady X wound and I went, well, mm-hmm. I must meet her. Indeed, I should. Exactly. So I had my butler leave my calling card for you. And here you are today. I was so excited to receive it. Oh, goody. I thought we might begin today with more with more pieces from The Pearl, although I'm coming close to the, mm. to the end of the magazine, The Pearl, and I think I shall have to jump into the autobiography of a flea, which uh, our mutual friend, Lady Tapery, has um, requested that she join in with. Oh, the flea. I would love to the, read that one as the well. The autobiography of a flea. Yes, in it. Where yes. It's a voyeur, voyeuristic flea. Oh, the my God, all this flea. Begin with the poem called yes. The Arithmetician Effect. Yeah, I mm. shall thrust it into your arms. Thrust, thrust, thrust. Thank I'd you. I'd like you to read it to me. Whether or not you've read it already, part of the fun is... It might uh, be a little bit of a cold read. Discovery. Well, if we need to reread, we can. Although the cold read, I find to be very amusing. All right. Here we go. Yes, yes, yes. Pip, pip. All right. Do you want me to do the whole thing? All of it. I don't want to switch off. No, I want you to do all of it. All right. Mm -hmm. Here we go. Mm -hmm. Here we go. Come, tell me, dear Charlotte, my goddess, I cried. What numbers have tasted thy charms? Too fickle enslaver, thou ownest a pride in admitting a host to thine arms. Yet blooming in all the luxuriance of youth of the hills of thy bosom belie thee. Then come, my enchantress, confess me the truth, let not prudery idly deny me. Oh, never, she cried, let us reckon the number, but rather the length of our loves. Ah, give me full measure, and if it be under, I reckon, by couples my doves. With my finger I spanned every member of pleasure, together I spanned the amount. 
till the pricks put together were 12 miles in measure. And then I gave Oa the account. Indeed. <laughs> yes. Very scandalous. Hooray. It is quite <laughs> scandalous. <laughs> we have another poem. This one was yes. written in the, in, I think perhaps we shall alternate stanzas with this. Sure, sure. This was written uh, in London on the 12th of January, 1837. So, so perhaps about 50 years prior to its publication in the Pearl. Mm. Uh, it was for Fräulein Teresa Schmidt, an opera dancer who was dancing the role of Columbine. I shall give a little mm. background information for our listeners. Yes, please. I cannot find an actual Teresa Schmidt from 1837, although I shall say that my um, research is generally quite superficial. The Columbine, however, was the female love interest in the ballet Harlequinade. The, these were comedia characters, and she was mm, yes. uh, the love interest of Harlequin or Alekino. And it is important to note, as I'm sure many of us know, that 19th century ballerinas and actresses, etc., were quite exploited. And sometimes to call a woman an actress was synonymous with a prostitute. And then I wrote a word that said Taglioni. Taglioni is not a pastor. I wish it were. Marie Taglioni uh, was a ballerina as well of the same. She was the most famous dancer ah, of the yes. era. So and she, she will be mentioned in this as well. Night after night, I fed my eyes on sweet Teresa Schmidt, Fräulein, and marveled how cold northern skies could mould so fair a columbine. No verse, no rhyme could tell my mind to vent the praise my heart would breathe. But she's an English girl, I find, and bears the vulgar name of Smith. Oh, oh! But whatsoever her name may be, no Roman dancer could surpass the way she shows her open sea and flourishes her jetting ass. <laughs> That's not subtle. No. Yes, whatsoever the name she bear, no graces, no celestial nymphs can grant to men a sight more fair of paradise, a clearer glimpse. Let others rave of Taglioni, dancers from Florence or from France, but give Teresa for my money. She shines the goddess of the dance. The sculptor modelling naked truth, arrayed in Eve's celestial dress, may find her here in a blaze of youth in all her native loveliness. Pure English are the parts she shoes, although she's called Teresa Schmidt. What's in a name? A bright moss rose by any other names as a sweet. That last part sounds familiar. <laughs> a wee bit, doesn't it? What's in a name? I was thinking of it I by wonder. by whatsoever name she bear. So, so mm. we have a lady ballerina whose name was just Smith. Changed it to Schmidt. How boring. How boring. <laughs> but this man or woman, it is an anonymous poem. Didn't care. This Arthur loved Teresa Schmidt's classic English C, U N T, and arse. and arse, yes, yes. and arse. <laughs> Lady X, cut X slit X wound. wound. Lady X wound. 
Yes. I almost wonder if I almost wonder if if at some point you should do a German version of yourself. Lady Oxford. Lady Oxford. Yeah. Lady ja. Oxford. Ja. I mean, some stereotypes. Yeah. But I, I'm rather here for for good German stereotypes. Um, next, we have we have um, Lady Pokingham. Lady Pokingham is my favourite, and she has. She's been, wonderful. Uh, she is wonderful. You are now quite familiar with many of her many of her um, adventures, exploits, and adventures. Yes, exploits and adventures. There is in the Pearl. There they do go chronologically. However, mm. I have found that as I invite people to tea, I choose selections that I think will be fun for our pairing for the night. Because they do stand mm. on their own, truly, yes. at the end of the day, uh, uh, which is often when her exploits were taking place. <laughs> our background for our listeners is basically all one needs to know is that all the characters in Lady Pokingham's tale have lots of sex. It doesn't matter Look. how many there are or what the gender is. You will probably be facking one another. So this is where I definitely say to grab your shares loud because you are apt to be quite shocked in the ensuing mm -hmm. tale. Lady Pokingham was helping her friend, Sir Robert, have a better sex life. So Robert's wife is off in the country. Lady Pokingham does not like her. So Lady Pokingham is introducing Sir Robert to anal sex. So he's, she's uh, initiating Sir Robert into anal sex before his wife come home, comes home. And I actually recorded another episode with a reverend, a fictional <laughs> reverend, reverend, about the, the upcoming episode. Uh, is is, is the, one of the anal sex episodes. But this is also Lady Pokingham and Sir Robert. What sort of a man do we think Sir Robert ought to be? Should we make Something him a fun, dandy? Like Irish. An Irish? Oh, let's make him. An Irish man. And then you and I shall have a grand old time trying to go back and forth between RP and, and some version of an, an Irish accent. Really use uh, our training. Our trauma training. I actually also have on the docket um, one of these, the person I go to for dialect coaching um, is based, he's based in LA and, and um, is, is quite a, quite like a, a good dialect coach and he is British also and asked uh, to join Love in it. on one of these so I just told him he cannot he has coached me on dialect on on RP before and I was like Jack you cannot judge me on this that is not the point that would make me so nervous <laughs> oh yeah oh yeah let's just try let's just try to make the Robert of the Airy Niles my yes. Robert as I called the Earl in our loving intercourse, was so well-schooled that he was quite equal to the assertion of all his rights as a husband by the time Lady Cecilia returned home. After dinner, on the arrival, on the evening of her arrival from the country, he found me sitting alone in the conservatory and sitting down by my side, whispered in my ear how delighted he was at being able to have at last word of advice with me before retiring to rest with his no doubt, rather expectant spouse. They have so drained me last night and early this morning, dear Beatrice, he said. He said, putting his arm round my waist and meeting my ready lips in a long, breathless kiss, and then continued. No extraordinary excitement will enable me to do justice to her expectations. I must fuck her at least three or four times after such a long absence. How shall I be equal to the occasion? 
Have me first, I replied. Whilst she has seen the children put to bed, there is plenty of time. It will give you zest for the fun to come. The idea of, of taking the virginity of her bottom hole will excite you enough. I had been gently stroking his prick outside his trousers. My touch was magical. It stiffened immediately, and when I left the impatient prisoner out of his confinement, I thought I had never before seen his priapus so distended and inflamed with lust at that moment. Rising up, I first stooped to give the engine of love a warm kiss, and keeping it in my hand, raised my clothes, and turning my bottom up to his belly, spitted myself on the loving object, opening my legs and straddling over his lap so as to get the very last fraction of its length into my heated cunt. We sat still for a moment or two, enjoying the mutual sensations of repletion and possession, so delightful to each of the participators in a loving fuck, before commencing those soul-stirring movements which gradually work our heated desires into that state of frenzied madness which can only be allayed by the divinely beneficent ecstasy of spending and mingling the very essences of our nature. Bodily fluids, kids. The idea... Yes, precisely. The idea that I was robbing his hated wife of her just expectations added such piquancy, 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 something to our loving conjunction that I literally moaned or whined with delight as I twisted my head around in the act of emission so as not to lose the luscious kiss, which is such an extra pleasure in those supreme moments of our happiness. He did not come at the same time, but stopped and rested a moment or two, then rising and keeping me still impaled on his dear prick without losing place for even a single second. He laid my body down. He laid my body face downwards on a little table which stood handy and then recommenced his delicious moves with his hands under me in front, frigging and tickling my cunt till I almost wrenched myself away from him by the violence of my convulsive contortions. Suddenly, drawing quite out, with another plunge he drove the head of his tool into the smaller orifice, which is so delightfully near and convenient when in the position in which he had me. <laughs> I screamed, swimming in lubricity as I felt him so gorging my bottom, whilst his busy fingers were adding to my erotic madness by the artistic way in which they groped within my spending cut. Oh heavens, Robert! Robert, do come, darling, there. Ah, ah, I feel it. How deliciously we warm, I murmured excitedly as his flood of boiling seed inundated the gratified and sensitive sheath which enclosed him so tightly. <laughs> After recovering from our transport, we conversed about how he should proceed with his wife, his prick all the while still as stiff as a policeman's truncheon, till at last, fearing Lady Cecilia might surprise us, I went into the drawing room and played the piano whilst he smoked his cigarette amongst the flowers in the conservatory outside the window. Yes, as you do. <laughs> as you do. All right, back to the garden. Your wife is coming at any moment, love. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> Goodbye. 
goodbye. I want to add engine of love and impatient prisoner to my list of, of genitalia words. Yeah, this was good ones. Engine of, what was the other one? Prisoner? Prison, impatient oh. prisoner. Um, and then for vagina, sensitive sheath. I like one. the part where they talk about how it's just so convenient that the asshole is just so close <laughs> to so the cat. Yes. It makes it that much easier. <laughs> I find in this, this author uses the term bottom hole frequently, and it is bottom so hole. funny. The bottom hole. <laughs> A brown no, bottom hole. Darling, in my next in my next exploit, I shall say, darling, darling, I want you in the bottom hole. Get me in the bottom hole, baby. <laughs> that will do the trick. Uh, yes. So that was Lady Pokingham. Yes. <laughs> I love Lady Pokingham stories. I love Lady Pokingham stories as well. I felt like I had one that, oh, I have another Lady Pokingham story next time you come to tea. Um, if you would yes. like to come to tea again, I have another one I think you quite enjoy. As a as a queer queer woman, Lady Pokingham queer, is yes. expanding the breadth, and I I love that's what I love about her. <laughs> she's. I was about to say, I'm like, can it be gay? <laughs> can it be gay? That let's is make, exactly what it's going to be. Not to cast aspersions. Let's make it gay. <laughs> let's make it gay. <laughs> we shall have a gay time reading a gay story. End today's DJ, Lady Axe. Yes. With something I find fan historically quite interesting. Um, this is called a warning to ladies. And mm. yes, it simply says this. Actually, how, how about you read it? I've highlighted it. A warning to the ladies. A contributor wishes to remonstrate against the practice of a very nice young lady friend of his who treats her quim as if it was a baby's arse. He says, a nice cunt is a delicious thing to suck, but damn the violet powder which dries up all the natural juiciness. Well, I love it when a man tells me what to do. Sarcasm. Oh, as do I. As do I. <laughs> I learned what violet powder was. It was something that was made of, according to SoHistorically.com, it was six parts wheat starch, two parts orris root powder, attar of lemon, attar of bergamot, attar of cloves. Don't ask me what orris root or attar are. Oh, attar, attar, a fragrant essential oil, typically made from rose petals. So wheat starch powders... And, and rose these essential oils having reduced the starch to an impalpable powder mixed thoroughly with the orris root and then perfume with attar of lemon attar of bergamot and attar of cloves using twice as much of the lemon as either of the other attars my guess is that as as bathing <laughs> did not happen on the same level that this was something used to perfume our vulvas once upon yes, a time that's what i was wondering but it does dry up everything or perhaps sir <laughs> she's just not into you that would mm, be my i think guess. that's the real answer yes i think that's what yes. it actually is lady axe wound i yes lady Letitia. over I'm utterly overjoyed that you have come to join me <laughs> for tea today and for your stories oh, thank you. and, and insight and sharing a jolly sip. 
and I hope that uh, I shall see you again in my parlour, darling. Of course, anytime. Tea and Vulgarity is produced by me, Tally Gale. Our cover art is done by Taylor Hopkins. All of our content is public domain and our music is under a Creative Commons license or something comparable. Thank you for listening and until next time, take your tea with a dose of vulgarity. Thank you.